Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. You guys need to check out June's journey. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Discover hidden clues and solve a riveting murder mystery. Engage with the brain-teasing enigmas of the roaring 20s and delve into June's quest to reveal a scandalous family secret. You guys, I love getting lost in this world. It's so beautiful and engaging, and I can't wait to unwind at the end of the day on the couch with this game and a cup of tea. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with some samples. You guys, allergies suck and it really sucks when my nose is all stuffed up. I can't do anything. I can't even enjoy dinner because I can't taste my food. I can't work out because I feel so tired and I'm out of it and just forget getting ahead on recording the show because I sound so stuffy. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've honestly been using Claritin D for my allergies forever and it's always been my go-to. I know when spring hits, I won't have to worry about my eyes watering like crazy and my nose running like a faucet. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder with My Husband. I'm Peyton Moreland. And I'm Garrett Moreland. And he's the husband. And I'm the husband. A quick reminder that this weekend we will be at the Pinners Conference in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes, it got moved to Salt Lake so that they could use a bigger venue in order to safely social distance. Uh, masks will be required and we are super excited and seriously can't wait to meet some of you. A couple of you guys have messaged me telling me that you've already got tickets and I'm just freaking out. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're pretty excited. And also we're in the process of moving houses. So if it sounds a little echoey, it's because there's nothing in this room except Peyton and I and these <laughs> microphones. Yeah, so sorry about that. Um, I hope everyone had a spooky Halloween. Garrett and I didn't end up dressing up because, like he just said, these last couple weeks have probably been the longest of my life. <laughs> and we are so busy, so costumes took the back burner for us. But yeah, we're just moving. It's crazy. Um, before we get into the story, we get to have our 10 seconds with Garrett. So go ahead, say whatever you want, babe. Get it off your chest. Here you go. So I watched a lot of YouTube and I found out this week that Pokemon cards were selling for like hundreds and thousands of dollars. Um, so if nobody wants their Pokemon cards, then you should send them to me. There you go. Woo! 10 seconds with Garrett. We love it. He needs your Pokemon cards. Okay, so let's just get right into it. Our sources today are mercurynews.com, latimes.com, YouTube, and abc7news.com. And keep in mind, all of the official links are listed in our episode notes if you want to go check them out. 
So our story starts with 15-year-old Sierra Lamar, who grew up in Fremont, California, but moved 35 miles away after her mom got divorced and met somebody to Morgan Hill, California for a fresh start. Morgan Hill is located about 30 miles south of San Jose, California. Sierra was very charismatic. Family says that she lifted people up when they were down. According to her friends, she was very outgoing, fun-loving, confident, and always down to have a good time. The separation of Sierra's parents, Marlene and Steve, was hard on the family, but especially on Sierra. She specifically struggled with the move from Fremont to Morgan Hill and expressed her feelings to her old friends in Fremont about it. The year is 2012, And because of that, we have a lot of videos of Sierra, obviously, because social media was booming for teenagers. Like, we were just taking videos of ourselves left and Mm -hmm. right, doing absolutely nothing. And so was Sierra. She documented her life through pictures, videos, and Twitter. On March 16th, 2012, at 6 a.m., Sierra's mom, Marlene, leaves for work. Assuming that today is like any other school day, Sierra would usually wake up, get ready, and then walk to the bus stop that's only about 500 feet away from her home. Did you ride the bus? Um, Like in high school? Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, because your high school was like right across yeah, the street from I you. Yeah, I just walked to school. Yeah, I when I was a freshman, my brother was a senior, so he just drove he me. just drove you. And then by the time I was a sophomore in Idaho, you can get your, your like permit and license. So I was just driving after I that. rode the bus the freshman year of college, and then when I was oh, in yeah, Spain, yeah. I rode the bus a ton. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah. I didn't ever really ride the bus, but... Sierra was walking to her bus stop from her home. Um, Sierra's mom would actually usually call her when school was over. And Sierra was usually just waiting to be picked up by her bus to head home during this phone call. So this day, her mom calls her after school, just like usual. But Sierra doesn't answer her mom's phone call. When her mom got home from work, annoyed by the missed phone calls, she checks all of the rooms and discovers that Sierra wasn't at the house either. Marlene decides to contact Sierra's school and see if she was possibly still there, but is told by school workers that Sierra actually hadn't even shown up for school at all that day. Oh, wow. Anxious, Marlene calls Steve, Sierra's dad, who's back in Fremont, and is disappointed to hear that he hasn't heard from her either that day. Marlene assumes that Sierra has gone off with her friends without telling anybody. So Steve tells her, you know, call around, call her friends, and I'll make my way to Morgan Hill to help you figure out what's going on. But after Marlene finishes her round of phone calls to all of Sierra's friends and realizes that none of them have heard from her either, both her and Steve start to panic. They make the dreaded call to 911 to tell them that their daughter might be missing. She hadn't shown up to school that day. No one's heard from her, and there's a possibility she was abducted. I can't imagine that feeling of panic. Well, because like, I felt, you know, I think we've all felt the feeling of panic, but yeah. I can't imagine it to that extent. Yeah. And I think you're like, you know, the panic's worse and worse and worse. And then it, mine is like, at what point do you call the cops? Because then totally. it's dead serious, right? It's mm-hmm. no longer like, oh, she's, you know, she might just be at a friend's house. We don't know. It's like once you get to the point where you call the cops, it's over. Yeah, you know? you're kind of admitting, like, I think, think something bad has happened. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. The Morgan Hill Police Department send a police officer to the Lamar house in um, Morgan Hill, not in Fremont. And he explains that Sierra actually needs to be missing for a certain number of hours to be considered a missing person. So just keep looking and that she probably ran away and is coming home soon. And this was in 2012. And I'm like, we were still saying that. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I know she's a teenager and stuff, but like if parents call, you would think they would just get taken seriously. It must still happen a lot. Yeah. Would be my guess. Yeah. Is that people still run away all the time. Yes. Otherwise they wouldn't say that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know that in some states they've changed the law where if a missing person is called, they're immediately, okay. doesn't matter the situation, they're immediately taken seriously. Sierra's parents wait, and when the 24-hour mark hits and no one's heard from her and she still hasn't come home, Sierra is officially logged as a missing person in Morgan Hill. Police start to interrogate all of Sierra's friends, and this did actually not help Sierra's case. Her friends tell authorities that she was very unhappy. She wanted to move back to Fremont. Her mom was very strict, and she'd even discussed running away with them. Oh, no. This is hard because how do you get the cops to take you seriously as a worried parent when all of your daughter's friends think, well, she might have run away because she just talked about it all the time. Police work on tracking down Sierra's last known moments because even if she is a runaway, they still have to find her. She's a minor. They know that Marlene last saw her in her bedroom that morning of March 16th before she left for work. And around 7 a.m. after getting ready, Sierra took a selfie and posted it to social media. This is the last known image of Sierra before she goes missing. Do you know where she posted it? I don't. It I said? don't know what social media site it was. I just know that they have the evidence mm-hmm. because it was on her social media. I assume media. Instagram, but I'm not sure. Yeah. It might have been Facebook, maybe. Okay. Because it was like 2012. I feel like Facebook was popping off. Yeah. In well, I had Instagram in 2000. Well, barely just got it, I think, sometime in 2012. I was in like 2013, I think. Okay. So Sierra's last text message on her phone was at 7 11 a.m. And it was a plan to meet up with her friend before school to exchange some homework and makeup. Exchange some homework, a.k.a. Did you do this assignment? Did I do this assignment? Let's switch. (laughs) This shows that she had plans and plans usually don't go hand in hand with someone who's planning on running away. Police assume that Sierra went along with her usual morning routine and made her way to her bus stop after texting her friend because there's no evidence that shows otherwise. Investigators head out to the bus stop in hopes of finding some security footage on the way, but the problem was Sierra's bus stop was in the middle of nowhere. There was no security cameras. When looking at the footage of the area, it kind of reminds me sort of my hometown where my high school is legit surrounded just by farm fields, Mm -hmm. like different farmers, different fields, and that's all that was out there. The only camera that could have possibly caught Sierra that morning was the bus camera itself. It's like the camera that's on the exterior of the bus and the interior. Anxious for answers, authorities obtain the footage and go through the timestamps from the morning Sierra went missing. Sierra is the only student who uses this exact stop, so it shouldn't be hard to find her through the footage around this time because the bus gets there at 7.20 to 7.25 every single day. They check the exterior camera footage on the bus and see no sign of Sierra walking on the roads, When the bus arrives at the scheduled time of 7.25 a.m., there is no Sierra waiting at the stop like usual. Baffled, police worry as they now have to change Sierra's timeline. She hadn't even made it to the bus stop that morning to get picked up, but she also hadn't stayed home at her house. Where was she? Where did she go between her text message at 7.11 and her missed bus at 7.25? It's a very short Time frame to go missing. Have they not done any like phone pings yet or anything? No, her phone was off. It wasn't pinging. Oh, okay. So at a roadblock, police go back and brainstorm. They pull up the photo Sierra posted that morning and look at her outfit. This is possibly the last thing Sierra was seen wearing and looking like. 
She had on a black San Jose Sharks jersey. What do you know what sports team that is? Hockey. Mm. Yeah. I like hockey. So yeah, that's yeah. why I know. Yeah, that was quick. Thanks, babe. You're faster on your feet. <laughs> so she had the San Jose Sharks jersey sweatshirt on with curly hair. That's all I could see because it was like a selfie. So it was only from like her belly up. According to records, Sierra was active on social media until a little bit after 7 a.m. when her activity suddenly stops. Media begins spreading of the missing girl and volunteers begin searching the local area. Police turn to the surrounding sex offenders they could locate nearby and end up clearing every single one. So during this search and interview process with all of the sex offenders that live nearby, Sierra's dad calls police to let them know that he too was a registered sex offender. He wanted to let them know and get that out of the way so they could focus on his daughter's case and not like worry about him as a suspect. Do you know why he was a convicted sex offender? Yeah. So what I could find on it was that he was convicted of maybe possibly sexually assaulting one or more of Sierra's friends at a sleepover at one point. And I don't Uh. know when and like what time frame this is, but police do end up clearing him from this case. And that that doesn't have anything to do with Sierra's disappearance, according to police. Got it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So like we all have stuff that stresses us out, right? Whether it's big or small, it can really get to us if we keep it all inside. And therapy is a safe space to just let it all out and figure out how to deal with the stuff that's weighing us down. And I am such a huge advocate for therapy. It truly has changed my life for the better. I could go on and on. I feel like I have the tools now to handle panic attacks or just major stressors in life and also a safe space to say whatever I need to say to an unbiased party. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash husband today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash husband. When we started podcasting, an online store was honestly the furthest thing from our minds. But now we're selling Murder With My Husband merch, and it's so easy because we use Shopify. And we really do. We use Shopify to sell our merch. I've been using Shopify for years, so it is absolutely amazing, easy to use, so intuitive. I love it. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. And it's great because they grow with you. So whether you're just launching your shop or you've just hit a million orders, they are there every step of the way. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. We've actually tried a couple other platforms before we started using Shopify to sell our merch and Shopify is just the best. Um, I've been using it for years, like I've said, and I just love having control over it and being able to do what I want. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com husband. Taking charge of my health is all about being super conscious of what I fuel my body with. Whether it's food or supplements, I'm constantly on the lookout for the top choices. And that's why I'm stoked to share with all of you Thorn. 
Thorne takes a personalized, innovative, and scientific approach to health and wellness with their supplements. They manufacture all their supplements in the U.S. using top-notch ingredients sourced globally. Plus, they team up with leading medical professionals to bring you highly effective nutritional supplements. Whether it's their B-complex, creatine, magnesium, or basic prenatal, Thorne's got all the supplements I need to help promote and maintain my health goals. You guys, I'm actually taking the B-complex vitamins every single morning, and I feel like it enhances my energy and mood, especially if we've been eating a little bit unhealthy. With Thorne, we never have to question what's in each supplement because they go the extra mile when it comes to quality, manufacturing, and ingredients. Give your body what it really needs with Thorne. Go to thorn.fit slash husband and use code husband for 10% off your first order. That's T-H-O-R-N-E dot F-I-T slash husband code husband for 10% off your first order. Thorne dot fit slash husband code husband these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration the product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease in morgan hill the community really rallies together to help the lamar family find sierra everyone is searching everyone is working when suddenly at 3 45 a.m the saturday after sierra went missing her cell phone suddenly turns on again and begins pinging how do they, I mean, maybe you don't know this, but did they just like have it ready? So if it pings, it I just think alerts so. Them, yeah. Or? They just have like a tap and a track on it. That's so crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So the problem was the cell would turn on for a second and then go back off. It was pinging off of a cell tower only about a mile away from the Lamar's home in Morgan Hill. Detectives send the search team to the open field where they suspect the phone to be pinging from. It had rained all night, but searches it had rained all night, but searchers make their way through the open field, eventually finding the cell phone. It was just laying in the middle of the field. Marlene, her mom, identified the phone to be her daughter's, and everyone begins to worry. If she had run away, she likely wouldn't have ditched her phone in the middle of a field. This is the proof everyone needed that evidence points to Sierra being put in harm's way and not leaving of her own accord. I think it's kind of weird that it turned back on, but now it's in the middle of a field. So I'll you tell you, yes. So who had turned the phone back on, right? Yeah, like if it's sitting in the middle someone of a field. Someone walked over, turned it on, and then throw it. You know, it's, and I think, it's so strange. Yeah, and people were thinking, well, had someone or Sierra just recently dropped her cell phone there? Like, mm-hmm. has she been alive this whole time or what's going on? After some investigation, they discover that the rain from that night had tricked Sierra's phone into thinking that someone was trying to charge it. Keep in mind, this was like a high-tech flip phone at the time. So it thought it was being turned on. So it would flash to the person that it needed charged that little like you have Mm -hmm. no battery symbol. And then it would turn back off. But every time it turned on to say, hey, there's no battery. You need to plug me in. It, it would pink. Wow. Okay. So that's why I was going on. And they, they probably would have never found the cell phone if the rain hadn't have seeped in and like tricked it into thinking that someone was trying to plug in a charger. Wow. So that was a blessing in disguise right there. Completely. It's been two days since Sierra went missing. And really all police have to go on is the cell phone. Missing person cases are hard because we all know that those first hours are vital. On March 18th, 2012, police are running searches everywhere. One of the search teams, who is about two miles away from the Lamar house, come across a rural road with three buildings that are used as storage. Next to one of the buildings, in some cacti, the searches discover Sierra's bag. 
there was something very eerie inside this juicy bag and juicy like the brand juicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Um, besides just her regular makeup and lunch money. Muddied with debris and dirt, all of the clothes that Sierra had been suspected of wearing that morning, the morning of her disappearance, were found folded in her bag as well as her um, inhaler. Oh, that makes me sick. It's kind of like, what was that other case where it was the exact same thing? Weren't the clothes Oh, yes, folded? it was the missing girls, the missing girls who were hiking, who like took all the pictures and everything. Their clothes were found like folded up, remember? Yes, I think it was that one. Yeah. It was, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so no one, like, made a big deal about the clothes being f- being folded in the bag. So weird to me, that though. That gives me, like, weird vibes. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, the clothes she was wearing that day being found in a bagger is weird all on its own because who took them off? Did she have a change of clothes? Did she take them off? Like, mm-hmm. that's weird. But then the fact that they were folded and put in the bag is even weirder to yeah, me. It seems, it seems like a very demeaning sort of thing to do i don't know if demeaning is the right word but it's just an odd behavior like i would feel like so say someone had just killed her i feel like they would just shove the clothes in it's just kind of psychotic yes it's weird so her shark's jersey pants all the way down to her bra and underwear from that day are in the back during investigation into the debris left on the clothes Police discover a specific type of lichen that can only be grown with a water source as well as glass road beads that are used for reflective surfaces on the road are on her pants. This essentially tells police that Sierra was drugged down a road and that's how all of that debris got on her pants and then through a specific area where the lichen can grow which would be similar to like a marsh or a watery field. So she had been places that morning. The search of every pond in the area immediately begins because there obviously needs to be a water source. Yep. But Sierra still isn't found. 12 days after Sierra Lamar went missing, the results from the DNA swabs taken from her clothes come back. The DNA evidence on the pants, which turns out to be semen, is run through CODIS and they have a match. 21-year-old Antolin... Garcia Torres, who grew up in Morgan Hill, had left his bodily DNA on Sierra's pants. In hopes that Torres might still be holding Sierra alive, on March 28, 2012, the police department set up a wiretap and cameras on his everyday movements. They discover that Torres lives with his girlfriend and their daughter seven miles away from Sierra's home in Maple Leaf RV Park. That is so crazy. And he also has... Another daughter who he supposedly had with an underage girl. Okay. So he has two daughters, but one only lives with him and his girlfriend, his current girlfriend in an RV park. All right, you guys, Audible is your one-stop app for all things audio entertainment, from bestsellers and the latest releases to celebrity memoirs and gripping mysteries. Audible's library is brimming with countless genres to love and new discoveries to make. Dive into an unparalleled selection of audiobooks and explore exclusive Audible originals brought to life by top celebrities, renowned experts, and fresh voices. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog in including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Plus, you can enjoy unlimited access to a growing selection of audiobooks, Audible Originals, and podcasts such as 
murder with my husband. Honestly, I love Audible because I will get into a story while I'm cleaning or driving. Sometimes I get so hooked listening to a story, I just end up finding new places to clean or just end up sitting in my car, which drives Garrett nuts, but I'm out there sitting there. New members can explore Audible free for 30 days. Also this March through May, the Audible sweep you into a realm of intrigue and suspense with their mystery and thriller collection, featuring exclusive new thrillers from their best-selling authors. Their selection is designed to captivate and surprise, ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. We're jumping into an ad right now and I, no joke, I've had this question I think about it all the time because I hate getting sick. Do you ever wonder why some people just don't get sick? One of the reasons you can help yourself from getting sick is Armra Colostrum. Okay, obviously I had no idea that colostrum is the first nutrition we receive in life and is an exclusive source of all the essential nutrients we need in order to thrive. So what's amazing is Armra colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 functional nutrients to strengthen your immune barriers, your body's inside suit of armor, and the first line of defense against harmful particles from the environment that can trigger inflammation and actually make you sick i'm not saying that it 100 works for everybody because obviously you never know but all i'm saying is i haven't been sick since i started taking it well and the science behind it is so cool armor colostrum strengthens all four layers of your gut wall where 80 percent of your immune cells are housed and it's a rich exclusive source of antibodies that optimize your immune defense during cold and flu season plus in clinical trials bovine colostrum was found to be at least three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing the flu we've worked out a special offer for our audience receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash husband or enter husband to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A dot com slash husband. Once you try Bombas, you'll never look at socks the same way again. They've obsessed over details like foot-hugging honeycomb arch support, anti-blister tabs, and cushion footbeds that feel like pillows for your feet. Let's not forget their super soft tees and tagless underwear. Bombas has a one purchased equals one donated mission. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you also donate essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. Today, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. Bombas also offers a 100% happiness guarantee. So whether your socks disappear in the dryer or they become a snack for your dog, they will actually do anything possible to replace it or make it right. They've also got this new Merino wool blend socks that naturally wick moisture and help regulate temperatures perfect for that rainy or unpredictable spring weather. You guys, I love Bombas. I literally wear them all the time. I love that every purchase means a donation to someone in need. And it's not just their socks either. I also love their tees and underwear they're so soft they pay attention to details i just really really love bombas get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com husband and use code husband for 20 percent off your first purchase that's b-o-m-b-a-s.com husband and use code husband at checkout undercover operators posing as a couple move across from torres in the trailer park 
It's discovered that the trailer park actually has a camera that catches every car coming and going from the entry. Cops search through the footage to find March 16th, the day that Sierra disappeared, and they discover that Torres had indeed left the trailer park that morning around 7 a.m. The drive to where Sierra lived would have been would have taken around 10 to 15 minutes from Torres's location. Mm-hmm. Sierra was abducted between 7:11 and 7:25 a.m. This literally puts Torres within the time frame to be able to abduct Sierra that morning. When they check in with Torres's boss to see if maybe he was just leaving for work that day, like maybe that's why he left at 7 a.m. How, sorry to interrupt. So how far ahead are we right now? Because like how far did they have to go back to March 16th? Does that make sense? Yeah. So we were, uh, we're around March 28th. Oh, so we're only 12 days after. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So cops go back to his boss and say, well, was he going to work that morning or something? And his boss tells cops, um, Torres didn't even have work that day. And I just checked my records mm. and he never came in anyway. So he wasn't in, at, like, he didn't leave at 7am to come into work that day. Okay. Yeah. Cause what I was going to say, how is his boss going to remember if we're, yes. I was thinking maybe we were two, three months ahead, yeah, no. but we're only 12 mm-hmm. days. Yeah. So when police fast forward the footage to see when Torres returns, they discover that he returned to the park at 1157 AM. That's a five hour window that he was missing. It's now been six days since investigators have been trailing Torres and he has not driven anywhere that would trigger to police as a place that he is holding Sierra alive. Understanding that someone would most likely not keep a victim alive unless they could go back and see them consistently, cops decide to just move in on Torres. They confront him on his own turf, not bringing him in, in hopes that he would maybe open up because he felt more comfortable. They ask Torres if there's any chance that he has a relationship with the girl that's on all the missing posters around town. Torres says, I doubt it. Why? I doubt it? Yes. What the heck? He tells cops that he has never met her, the girl on the missing posters, and that the first time he'd even seen her was on the news. This is perfect for cops because they have his DNA on her clothes, Mm. which he is not explaining. In fact, he said he's never even met her. So how was his DNA on her clothes? They've caught him in a lie. Authorities hold off on arresting him, though, hoping that now that Torres knows the police are on to him, and if he is keeping Sierra alive, he might go back to wherever she is to maybe finish what he started or move her or whatever. After continuing to follow him, um, nothing out of the ordinary happens. They decide to just bring him in for an official interview. They ask him where he went after leaving his neighborhood on the morning of March 16th, and he tells them road by road where he drove. Can you guess which road Torres put himself on between 710 and 720? Right in the middle of where Sierra is suspected to have gone missing. So he literally goes, oh yeah, I was on that road at that time. Police ask him if there is any reason that his DNA would be connected to this case. They don't say on her pants or anything. They just say, would there be a reason we would have found your DNA? This is what I'm curious about. Curious what he says. Because, I mean, you you can't get out of this. Come on. (laughs) You're going to die. He admits to police that he spends time pleasuring himself in his vehicle. And he's embarrassed to tell them that. But he says that he throws napkins with his DNA on them out the window when he's done. And that's probably how his DNA was found out there. And on the clothes. He doesn't know it's on the clothes. Oh, okay. But he, that, that's how he explains, hey, if you found yeah. my DNA in the vicinity, it's because I went out there and I 
Wonder had how, a good time. I wonder how long he was thinking of that excuse right? for. So not, he doesn't know that it's on her pants or that it's even yes. semen too, which I think is weird that he was like, they didn't say, how do we find your semen out there? They said, how do we find your DNA out there? And he immediately was like, oh, my oh, semen was out there because okay. of this. Torres claims that later that day, he went to a bank, which investigators were able to locate security footage from. It is true. At 12.53, he goes into the bank. You can see him on the footage. But this is six hours after he left his house that morning. Where was he during that five-hour window when he wasn't at his house? Or work. Or work. Or the bank. (laughs) When police are looking over the footage of Torres from the bank, they notice something odd. The bottom half of Torres's pants are darker than the upper, almost like his pant legs are wet. Almost as if he went near water during the five hours he was gone and Sierra was abducted and dragged through a watery Mm -hmm. place. Police's background check on Torres show that he had worked at a Safeway in Morgan Hill, which, guys, I did check this time, and it's a grocery store. I know what Safeway is. Okay, well, I didn't, and I checked, okay? It's a (laughs) grocery store, and if not, then their website is wrong, and you guys can take it up with them, okay? But I did check this time. And a couple years before that Sierra was abducted, there had been two attempted carjacking slash abductions in the parking lot at the Safeway that Torres was working at. This guy's crazy. Police pulled up the composite sketch they had of the abductor from those two attempts, and it looked eerily familiar to Torres. And I will be posting both the um, sketch and a picture of Torres on our social media. So go ahead and get on and look at that. Okay, also I need to say here, it's kind of confusing, but there was the two attempts at the Safeway parking lot that he worked at years before, but then there was also another attempt in a different Safeway parking lot that he wasn't working at, but they end up putting all three together. So there was actually three kidnapping attempts. All in Safeway parking lot. All in Safeway parking lots, yes. Jeez. So police go through the old evidence on the two attempted abductions at the Safeway where Torres worked a couple years ago. And they find that in one of the cases, the perp had tried to use a stun gun on the victim, but had dropped it and ran before he could successfully get a hold of the girl. Oh, my gosh. Police had collected the stun gun, which had a fingerprint on the battery case. It was too small of a section of the fingerprint to be able to run it years later. But now with a possible comparison print, they ran the two. And guess what? It was a match to Antolin Garcia Torres. Obviously, the evidence is stacking up against what the cops think is now a serial predator who has escalated over the years. Investigators find that Torres had purchased bleach and a turkey baster three days prior to Sierra's disappearance. They finish combing through Torres's car and discover Sierra's DNA on the handle in the back seat. There was also a rope in the trunk that had one of Sierra's hair strands on it. There were also gloves with Sierra's DNA on it, and there were fibers from the carpet and floor mats of the car that were also on Sierra's clothing. Now remember, Torres claims he had absolutely no link to Sierra. He'd never seen her before, but absolutely everything in his car claims that she was in and or near it. So he'd obviously been planning this. Like he'd obviously been wanting, I mean, he even tried at Safeway. Yes. Been wanting to kidnap someone and then kill someone and rape someone whatever Whatever. yes so detectives decide to arrest torres on may 21st 2012 
They feel like even without a body, they have enough to show that he caused harm to Sierra Lamar. Sierra's parents plead with Torres to please give the whereabouts of Sierra's body so they could bring her home. I mean, now that her perpetrator is found, they can start healing, right? Torres refuses to cooperate with Sierra's parents or even with the state. He denies having any involvement with the case, even though her DNA is all over his stuff and his DNA is all over her stuff. According to Bay Area News Group, on June 7th, Torres's attorney actually leaves the case citing a conflict of interest. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Although he could face the death penalty if taken to trial, and after many roadblocks and speed bumps, Torres declines a plea deal and tests his fate in front of 12 jurors on January 30th, 2017, five years after the disappearance of Sierra Lamar. So everything I just read you was just a condensed ver- version of everything that happened within five years. Gosh, that's so long. That I, that sucks. It sucks, it sucks for Sierra's parents. Exactly. It sucks for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. I assume that they don't take these plea deals because it's just an ego thing, right? Or do we like, do you have any thoughts behind that? Yeah. So in my opinion, if someone is hoping to try and get away with murder, you should never plead guilty mm. because your chance of then going to a trial and making everyone go through a trial and everything, your chances of getting away with it go up. Like drastically, i.e. O.J. Simpson, like a lot of people who are like, oh, I had nothing to do with that. I just deny, deny, deny. Sometimes it does work out in their favor. And without a body, there's a high chance because without a, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of like DAs will say, I will never even try a case if there's no body. Because it's just hard to prove without an actual body. Because, I mean, she could still be a runaway. Yeah, I know. Totally. That makes sense. At trial, the defense argued that Sierra ran away from home. Both the prosecution and the defense do believe that Sierra and Torres had never actually met before. They used a lot of Sierra's tweets complaining about her home life and conversations with her friends to back up their defense that her body hasn't been found because Torres never killed her. She just ran away. That makes no sense, though. Like, all the DNA was in his car. His semen was on her clothes yeah i don't get how you can oh, i think it makes it frustrates me yeah. i don't think how you can i don't get how you can fight against that because they'll just chalk it up to oh we met we had consensual got it. sex and then she ran away from home okay because you don't have her body so how do you even know mm-hmm. she had written in a notebook i hate my life if no one ever sees this i will be in san francisco by 3 16 12 that's when she went missing as well as, I really just want to run away. You know, like take a road trip to Las Vegas or Hollywood, away from problems, just lay on a beach and chill. Now about this, because a lot of people say, look, she's literally telling people she wants to run away. I do believe that a lot of teenagers fantasize about running away. And most do have issues with their parents. Like in high school, a lot of kids have issues with their parents. It Mm -hmm. just is what it is. So I don't think us, her tweeting, oh, my mom's so annoying. Like everyone thought their mom was annoying in high school. Except me, mom. I love you. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like I don't think this is as big of a deal as everyone's making it out Yeah, I can agree with that. That being said, I also don't think runaways drag themselves through marshy land and ditch their money inhaler and all of their clothes, including their underwear and bra. And fold them up first and put them inside a bag. Exactly. And also there was urine in her pants like she had peed her pants. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that would happen if she chose to run away. I think that would happen because she was nervous or had died. Mm -hmm. 
This next information that I'm going to tell you is from Reddit. And I tell you that because nothing on there is fact checked. And so this could be 100% speculation. But I do think sometimes things on Reddit add to a story. And so it is something to think about. There was apparently another very small set of semen DNA on Sierra's pants that didn't belong to Torres. The cops brushed this off as possibly being from a boyfriend or being transferred from her clothes, being washed with other family members, like it had been on other family members' clothes, and they washed it and it a little bit got onto hers. Okay. But they never tested the DNA against any other family members' DNA. And so people are like, well, if you thought that, why didn't you just test it? But this could be because it's too small to test, like without an exact person of interest. Like, are we going to test it on the dad or are we going to, you know? There's also rumor that the hair found in the rope wasn't in the initial picture of the rope, but showed up later in another picture of the rope. So like the initial evidence find took a picture of it and you can't see the hair, but then they took another picture later of the rope and you can clearly see the hair in it. And so people say it was planted. Okay. The defense also claimed that the DNA collection protocol of the bag was contaminated, as well as the fact that all three of the attempted kidnapping victims from the Safeway parking lots couldn't ID Torres in a lineup. All three of them couldn't do it. But I don't know. It was years later. So I think that's kind of an unfair and statement. And also, his DNA was found on the stun gun. It was his fingerprint. His fingerprint was yeah. found on the stun gun. So how do you get out of that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the defense obviously is like, they all couldn't identify him. Da, da, da. So I'm just telling you both sides of the totally. story. I think that's bogus. I think that asking someone to go back and ID someone from however many years earlier, like I don't even know you, what I ate yesterday for breakfast. You six months ago and I'd be like, I don't uh, know. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. The trial lasted 13 weeks and much of the information I told you in this case comes out at trial. So it's not like we knew all of this DNA evidence before he was taken to trial. All of this came out at trial. It was a shock to the community. Torres is found guilty of first-degree murder as well as kidnapping attempts on the three other women in the Safeway parking lots. He is sentenced to life without the possibility of parole, so he doesn't get the death penalty. Keep in mind they're in California, Mm -hmm. so it was a very low chance he was going to get the death penalty. Yeah. He, to this day, has never revealed where Sierra Lamar is, which is absolutely devastating for her and her family. There are still searches for her that you can participate in yearly, but to no avail yet. And that's the story of Sierra Lamar. Wow. I mean, I would assume that it's gone or I don't know. I don't even so know. So a lot of, there's like a very popular conspiracy theory that he used a wood chipper. Okay. So that that's the reason they've never found the body. Oh, there's, that's horrible. There's a, also, I mean, he was gone for what, five hours So he did have quite a bit of time to dispose if that's what he did. And a lot of people think that maybe he just weighted her and put her in a body of water and they still haven't found her. That's another thing is that during those five hours, he probably had no good excuse of where he was. No, he didn't. He said, all he said was, I went to the bank, but that was six hours later. And they probably said, what else? And he's like, I just, I was running errands and went to the bank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, that's, I just, it's just blows my mind that. He tried to kidnap, I mean, it's not 100% confirmed, but that he was trying to abduct other people exactly. in a parking lot. Like, he, this guy is a psycho. Uh huh. I think it's weird that he had a girlfriend and a child that he was living with. Two kids. Yeah, right? he has two kids and one with an underage girl. That's that's a theory. I didn't find any, like, hard proof okay. on that. I just saw people saying that she was underage. Okay. But, like, I don't understand those people who go home and, like, lead a, a quote-unquote normal, normal life. life. 
But in the back of his mind, he's been trying to kidnap and finally just succeeded this time. That's so crazy. So Torres's dad is actually a sex offender. He has 17 counts of sexual assault on girls. And a lot of people argue that his dad was actually in on it because there's, I read on a source somewhere, and I don't think it was like a very certified source, that his dad worked in a field right by Sierra's house. And so he was constantly seeing her and he's like, he's a predator. And so they think that his dad is the one who picked her. And then they went out there that day and did it together. Uh But that was never brought up in court. That has never been like said in any police file or anything. But it's just another theory that you guys can jump down the rabbit hole if you want. I was just going to say when you were telling the story near them and you were in the middle of it. It's still, I say it a lot, but it still blows my mind how many of these cases there are that I've just never heard. I know. Maybe our listeners have heard all of them, but I mean, I don't see this stuff on the news. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't watch the news a lot. Mm-hmm. I get my news from other sources. Yeah. But uh, it's just crazy. Keep in mind, we do post all of our images on social media. So if you want to see all of the key images from this week, go ahead and check us out. It's Murder With My Husband on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Also, just another reminder about the Pinners Conference this weekend in Salt Lake City. You can just Google Pinners Conference Salt Lake City if you are local. It is going to be safe for COVID. There's social distancing and masks are required. And we are just super, super excited about that. Um, We will see you guys next week. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye.